Our issue zero of the Nerdtrunnel presents Icons. Uh, season two. Season, season two. two. Season two. Back for another season. Lost a few players. We've got a few new players. And we're going to play around with the character, or the universe rather, creation rules. Oops. So, rejoining me from last season is... Zachary and Tarky. Hello. Howdy. And with us new is Brian. Hello. And Curtis. Hello. And we may have more people later on. I've got some guys that can't play regularly that want to guest star, so there's no telling who will be here when we any given week. So we will just dive on in. Alright, so doing the character creation, or the universe creation rules, starts off with character creation, which we've all, I think, handled that off camera, because no, I don't know how long that would take if we tried to do that on camera. Because we no longer have just one hero piece. Right. Yes, that is the trick. With universe creation, you are, it's, it's like you're creating a line of comics, or at least the characters to populate a whole line of comics. Now, let's see. When you create these characters, you have a premier tier, a champion tier, and a backup tier. That, uh, mechanically, there doesn't seem to be any distinction between them. It's all about creating kind of your more popular characters versus lesser popular characters. I am thinking, if everybody's alright with it, of basically giving your, basically making something, making a mechanic. Of basically premier tier uh, heroes having like one extra. Uh, no, not stamina. The other one. Determination. Thank Determination. You. For some reason, I keep wanting to call it resolve. That's a different game system. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh sorry about the distracted I'm getting everything alright what did I pop the chat out So basically, I'm going to give the premier tier heroes an extra termination. Ooh. It's not, you know, that's not a big, huge something, but at least it yeah. distinguishes them a little bit. It's not a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. Just a little something. Yep. Since you're more popular in crossover storylines, your more popular heroes tend to be the ones that do a little bit extra. Alright, let's see. We did character creation. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm happy with that just so Unison can have one determination again. Oh, you're going to stick with using Unison? 
He's gonna be. <coughs> he's gonna be my premier. Yes. Okay. Good. It won't be just recluse that's returning. Yeah, I want to make sure Unison still had his place, mm. especially after seeing one of the other characters that exists in this universe now. <laughs> have you Have you seen uh, anyone? I know I glanced through the entire list of them. It, it, it's oh, a super oh, spy oh, yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I decided to leave Unison in because there's a super spy. And Unison's paranoid, so I'll get in. Unison will literally look at that person and go, It me. <laughs> and then just move on with his life. Alright. One. <laughs> One character uploaded. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry. <laughs> Only five to go. And uh, please check my math. It's not that I can't count. It's that Icon's math throws me off. Calculations. And um, one of my characters has an alter ego, so we might want to add another sheet. Okay. Yeah, if you need an extra sheet for that. that because he literally, gets, he literally gets possessed and has an alter ego, so... Uh, to be perfectly honest, I went with the uh, the Icon Origins templates, uh, archetypes. It was, they're all statted out to 45 points, so it was really easy to... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. ...build off Ooh. of that, yeah. Yeah, that was product placement, Jason. So <laughs> well, my problem is when you're working in the extras and all of that stuff. The yeah, I, 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 I stuck pretty close to the... Yeah. ...to the... To the builds. Yeah, how the extras work in the uh, point buy was very vague. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I uh, I ran a game with a bunch of dudes, and um, they were they were trying to use the point buy as though it were mutants and masterminds, and I was like, well, why don't we just play mutants and masterminds instead of icons? <laughs> <laughs> They kept trying to, like, get an extra point here and there, and I'm like, that's just not how it works. That's not, yeah. Icon's a little faster and looser than that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Which is why I like running it in a, in a situation like this. Yeah, I love Icons. <clears throat> so buy it today, Icon. <laughs> so we've all got our heroes at least thought up. Mm -hmm. Their concepts at least, you know, hammered down. Alright, now, what we'll need to do, uh, your premier, or not your premier heroes, but we will have, uh, like the team, I know Recluse and uh, Unison will be part of the government team, just because that ties into last season's plot. Everybody else will need to pick one of their characters to be part of the government team. It doesn't have to be your premier character. And then the rest yeah. of them, you know, we can build, you know, other teams. You know, the government team being like the Justice League. Well, some of your other characters could be the Outsiders or the Teen Titans, you know, that sort yep. of thing. Or solo heroes that just, you know, get pulled in to the same story. Yeah, well, I also, think, uh, go ahead. I think Titan Red is going to be my premier character. Which it's one? kind of Titan Red. Okay. It's gonna be. 
he's kind of got a government connection built into his concept. Alright, so for the government team, we have Recluse, we have Unison, and we have Titan Red. And for my characters, I don't have Toss-Up loaded up yet, but uh, he probably wouldn't be the premier character, but he kind of, he's a character that I've worked with for 20-something years, even though he's not, well, thought out as some of these others I've got going to post. But he does have a history of hunting out-of-control metas and stuff, so he might work good on the government team, or Landshark's the one that causes all the trouble and gets in trouble passed around from super team to super team because he's a mess and so he might be shark. <laughs> he might he might get uh he might be stuck on the government team <laughs> so either one it's his community service right <laughs> well you know you don't you don't have to decide just right now you know just drop no. it drop it, in it, it, it or sure but uh so anyway we can be we can be thinking about you know how you want the various characters teamed up, which ones will be solo. Now, one thing we are going to do today, or I should say the next step in what we're doing today, are the villains. Starting with, the, starting with the premier tier, pass your hero to the player on the left. We'll probably do some kind of dice roll or something I haven't decided. That's how organized I am today. But, uh, Pass to the hero on your left and follow creation, villain creation guidelines earlier in this chapter. And then we do that for all six heroes. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, the trick is if you constantly pass into the left, though, it's going to be the same person creating everybody's villain. So we're going to divvy that or mix that up a little bit. Yeah, let's see here. Who was it? Somebody had told me they weren't going to make it. I think it was Mike. That he sent me, the, or he dropped us the uh, his character concepts. Yeah, Mike's. All of Mike's characters are there for oh, us yeah, to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. He just couldn't be here today. Right, right. So we'll pass his. We'll pass his. He didn't have the stats up, but he's got the rough concept. So we'll pass them out as well, and probably keep some of your hero. You know, we'll have him in the rotation of who gets, who gets who passed around to him. But all right, who do we start with? So everybody go ahead and pull up a memo pad or a piece of paper or something, get ready to write names down as we get as we as we draft who we're gonna make villains yeah. for. And you need to know what we've gotta be working on. Alright. So let's start uh, I got Mike's pulled up right here, we'll go ahead and divvy Mike's out. Alright. Trying to think of a way to do this randomly. Well, sign us each a number, then roll a die. Oh. Okay. Well, now it's uh, there's five players, but six characters 
per player. Oh no, it's math. <laughs> Alright. So five players. That's going to be 30 characters. Boy, there's going to be a lot of villains to make. Great. Oh, I mean, we, we don't. Yeah. I'm up for it. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I can do it. And they don't all have to be done by next session or anything like that, you know. No, dude. I'm ready. I've got my Comic Sans open in OneNote. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> the only time it's appropriate to use Comic Sans. Yep. Why oh, I, I always use Comic Sans. People hate it. <laughs> it's easy to read. Oh, it is. Even even the fiction I write is in Comic Sans. <laughs> That's fiction I want to read. <laughs> All right. Then we will start off with, uh, let's see here. It's going to be 30 players, or 30 characters. Oh, we'll have, we will have five guys, because Mike will get his, get his allotment to create villains for, so that's going to be five players then. Yeah, we, 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 I mean, no matter what you do the math with, we should all have six villains to make. Yeah, yeah, okay. That seems simple now. Because it's literally just how many ever heroes you have, you have that many villains. If it's six heroes per character, it's six mm -hmm. villains as well. And if Dan or somebody comes in later... We could always double dip, too, you know. Well, that's the thing, is, like, with every single player, one other player will have two of their villains, at least. Alright, let's see here. Pull up the old dice roller. Since there's six of y'all, we'll use these sixes. And it is basically what icons use anyway. Or no, there's five of you. Yeah. I was counting there's myself. Five. I was counting myself. Okay. I was in here counting the counting the window of the chat the uh, video windows on <laughs> That looks like that guy looks like me. So basically, we're going to hit. Are we going to hit each player gets one villain? All right. All right. Like, well, what I'm thinking of doing is starting off with starting off with Max characters. You know, yes. here's his premier hero. All of you roll a dice. High dice gets him. Okay. I'll roll for uh, you know Mike when he gets around to. So everybody give me a D6. I rolled me a five. Roll me a five. Four. What? Somehow I got a ten. I think you double tap and roll two dice. <laughs> what happens if you cheat and roll two d6s <laughs> but your first dice was a six so that still makes you the winner <clears throat> so you have you have everlast everlast <laughs> everlast <laughs> which one of us is doing the narration for the character descriptions go for it you got a smile on your face you clearly want to elna lamb is a teenager and the reincarnation of an ancient egyptian champion 
Her powers include super strength and speed. Quality. Well, do we do qualities out loud? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's yeah, why not? Qualities. A warrior reborn. Raised by Mystic. And Anubis wants his champion back. <clears throat> Alright, and then now, when we want his champion tier characters. Everybody toss a dice. Everybody toss a dice. I don't get this champion tier character. You do not get this champion. So here's a question. Do I roll again? Since I got Everlast? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh. Yeah. If you win a second one, then you'd be out for the rest of them. Or, you know, of, of uh, Mike's. Because there's going to be six of them. Right, it's... It's who, if you get doubled up on someone, you should not get doubled up on anyone else. Yeah, because we'll each be doubled up on somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll each get to double dip on one person. I rolled a five again. All right, let's see. Curtis got a two. Zach got a one. It looks like it's going to be Brian. Yep. So you have Everlast. Independence Ray. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I had scrolled down. Right. Independence Ray, sorry. Uh, in a world. <clears throat> Independence we're an Air, Ray. Where an Air Force veteran and a yeah. proud gay American encounters an alien power battery. Ray Gerhardt nearly died when his fighter jet collided with an alien artifact, but his body absorbed the energies released by the artifact, granting him light powers. Uh, don't, don't say what's in the parentheses. <laughs> Oh. I don't know. I thought what was in the parentheses funny. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, but I'm not sure he wants to put, be put on blast like that. Right. Okay, I don't know. So... It reminds me, Taylor, of your first City of Heroes character. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching it. You're talking about, oh, yeah, I took this. You know, claws look like a decent power, and I figured regeneration would be good, and then I'm sitting there. You realize you mm -hmm. just made Wolverine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a robot. He was a robot man. He wasn't... He's... He's not robot, or he's not Wolverine. He's robot Vereen. <laughs> totally different. Look, he's Ben. He's ben there, are, there are plenty <laughs> of Reavers that have claws, and they heal themselves. Uh, tell it to the copyright court. All right. <laughs> I, hey, if Marvel started going after Wolverine knockoffs, they'd be real busy. <laughs> right. City of Heroes alone. never banned my character name, like all the Wolverines. So I'm That's getting, I'm, uh, I'm getting the the villain for Ray Gerhardt, right. Independence Ray. Correct. All right. Now everybody roll a dice four to see who gets Serpent Boy. <laughs> oh no! Trace. Mm. I missed out on Serpent Boy. No, no, you could still get a double dip on him. Oh, I can. Okay, I'm gonna roll. Yeah, it's just if you choose to get the double dip on this guy, you won't oh. be able to double dip on anyone else. I've gotten three fives in a row. Oh, wait. Did you get Everlast, too? No. No, no, no. That's right. Curtis had the Curtis had, or excuse me, Curtis had the 10 on a D6. <laughs> you have to watch me, man. <laughs> clearly, clearly. All right. So, five. Yep. Yeah, this is Brian's double dip. All right, here we go. 
Norman Gander is the nerdly grandson of the Midgard Serpent. <laughs> he doesn't look for trouble, but trouble <laughs> tends to find him, usually due to Grandpa Loki. And when trouble finds him, he can transform into a giant serpent with knockout poison breath. Qualities are, I'd rather be in the D&D club, scion of the new Asgard, more than a monster. More than a monster. <laughs> I'm more than a monster. <laughs> more than a man. Coming this fall to the ABC lineup. No, no, that sounds like a, that sounds like a uh, CW show. Hey, should I? Should, yeah, I know it really does. Should I be seeing everybody on video? I only see J- Jason. Uh, I do not I, have a camera. Yeah, Zach doesn't have a camera. Everybody else should be up. For some you reason, know, I, I don't see anybody. Yeah. yeah, I only Uh-oh. see uh, the connections are kind of real weak for us, and I don't know why. Uh, okay. Now I'm broadcasting. Let me. Well, no, 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 no. I Everyone's see you. Broadcast is working fine. Yeah, we oh, all. You see me? Okay. Yeah, I see everybody. Yeah. Okay. This is a technical thing that Roll20 sometimes has a mistake with. Uh, Our GM can see all of us. Yeah. So the, stream got, the stream, things so the stream has got problems. Everybody. Yeah, the stream uh, has I just see me. Right, but if you... If, but from Jason's point of view, he can see all he other can see, He can see yeah. all of us. Which yeah. he's the one that really needs to see. Yeah. But, uh, this, is, this is a technical issue. You get used to them on this stream. Uh, we'll yeah, have but, to hammer it out later. Yeah, my friends and I, we've been using the Google chat rooms just because Roll20 got so bogged down with everyone playing on it, we had so many issues. Yeah. One thing a but friend of mine... it's going away. Oh, the Google chat room? Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? But yeah, one thing a friend of mine has done that runs a... Uh, has got a Twitch channel that he runs several games on. Has done is start using uh, Zoom for the video portion, and that seems to run a lot smoother. So I may wind up getting a Zoom account at some point, but that's for a later day. Oh. All right, so that's got his. That's got a uh, Mike's Champion tiers. Now for his backup tier. All right, Brian. I think you've gotten two of his, so you're out yep. at this point. Alrighty. Yes, I got him. Yes. <laughs> Unless yes. somebody else rolls a six. Yes. All right, Tarky, you got anyone? <laughs> Read it. Anyone. This super spy uncovers the sins of the global elite with infiltration, super tech, and a vast web of connection. Qualities. I could be anyone. Espionage elite. Damned by their own secrets. For those of you who have seen us in the past, I have Unison, who's been keeping his identity a secret for a long period of time. This is going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but all right, now I'm out because we can't have two double dips on the same character. Okay. So it's just between Zach and Curtis. Well, I've already got one, so. Oh. Well, he's got one. You could potentially double dip on this character, though. Yeah. Or could he? I think we did some bad math. Hold on. We did bad math. Two people can double dip. Okay. Okay. Because Mike will not be making a villain for himself. Correct. So two people double dip per. 
This is why we play a game that just involves a d6 roll, everyone. <laughs> you know, the math is I, miss, I miss the other die, but uh, I love the simplicity of icons. It's very nice. All right. So Zach and Curtis give us rolls. See who gets. Whip it. <laughs> <laughs> she's not Jamie. She's the one that curses on the screen. <laughs> Zach, please tell Anna it'll be okay. <laughs> she, uh, completely unrelated to the dice roll, I assure you. <laughs> um, we all rolled ones. <laughs> Reroll. Shall we go again? See, uh, this is what happens when Anna shows up. All the dice go to one. <laughs> <laughs> Even if she's not playing. <laughs> Alright, Curtis, it looks like you have got Whip It. Who is it? Whip It. W-H-I-P-E-T-T-E. Alrighty. Tyler, would you like to read it? I I think it's going to be pronounced Whippet. <laughs> Whippet. <laughs> Jamie Brig fright, fights crime using high-tech whips and hacking skills. She used to fight crime with her older sister, Glow Stick, until sibling drama broke them apart. Not the kind of Game of Thrones sibling mm -hmm. drama. Regular, normal, human sibling drama. We all you hope. You don't know that. I said I... we all hope. Qualities. Whip it good. Family of supers. <laughs> Too angry for her own good. Why Why am I picturing a lesbian dominatrix for a villain? Because there's whips involved. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you're bad. <laughs> Alright, so now it's down to Tarky and Zach for the last one. Yep. Give me a roll. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, four. Eh. <laughs> eh. One. All right. All right, you get Snapdragon. Euphoria is the princess of Rhinoom, an underground empire ruled by the descendants of, descendants of Dryads. As Rhinoom royalty, she has, the super, she has superhuman durability, leaf-like wings, a mind-bending fragrance, and her deadly staff. She adventures on the surface world to enjoy life before she must assume the mantle of ru rulership. Qualities. Fighting is fun. Royal diplomat. Alien beauty. <clears throat> Alright, so that's got Mike's characters divvied up. Let me see here. Who should be next? Alright, let's go ahead and do Tarkies. Alright, I'll go ahead and say that I do not have them set up as organized as Mike, so I'm going to go ahead and, in the Discord where no one can see, type their names in a quick... Well, I've got them where you've quick. got the character sheets. Yeah, I can look at your list of character sheets and see the actual names. Well, yeah, the names, yeah, but, like, as far as, like, the character descriptions that we just did... Do you have character descriptions written up already? Not written up, no. That's the problem. Oh. I, I can give you the, the fast and short, though. Okay. Well, we'll just roll for them, and then you can, yeah. you can tell 
the winner who they've got. Um, now, we do have a problem, because I've technically already made the uh, nemesis of Unison. You've made a nemesis. You can have multiple, multiple nemesis. Alright. Oh, snap. But if someone wants to... If they want to use the nemesis that's already there, you're freely allowed to. No, no, they gotta make, make they've you... gotta make their own. Yeah, it's for damn straight. Yeah. All right, all right. It just means you've got a rogues gallery. All right, my uh, champion tier or premier tier is Unison. All right, so let's roll for Unison. Yes. Roll for it, or <laughs> Zach. So happy to get Unison. <laughs> I didn't know you. I didn't know you hated him so much. <laughs> I don't hate Unison. I just, I just want to hurt him. Oh, and I need to roll for. Uh, this is the one that I need to start yes, rolling for. Need I'm, to roll rolling for I'm rolling for Mike. <clears throat> All right, Zachary, you have Unison. Taylor, give a quick description of Unison. Unison is a. The strangest form of mental manipulator as he can only create duplicates of himself mentally and has kept his identity secret for years training under his family mostly a family of superheroes most distinguished is his father the multi-dimensional man to break away from his father you know the, being a sidekick to his father he moved to Manfred and then joined a team called the Unknowns his qualities are paranoia agent, upholding the family name, always a fly on the wall. Now describe the fun part of Unison. Fine. In an attempt to make sure no one can understand who Unison is, he always activates as a group of six superheroes named Unit Night Shift, Impulse, Skywatch, Overshield, and Novice. And they're I, all in their own. What... They're all in their own bright primary color. His duplicator poses as a, as a Super Sentai team. Yeah, I am one person posing as six people posing as a Super Team. It is awesome. beautiful. All right, I wrote down the qualities. Paranoia agent, uh, always a fly on the wall, and what was the third? Upholding the family name. Gotcha. Now, whoever gets these characters, uh, the the character's player should send them the stats so they have some idea of what they're, work, you know, what they're working against. Yeah. You know, you're not looking to make somebody that's completely invincible when fighting their nemesis. But you want to make sure somebody can give them a run for their money, at least. An example would be, for Unison, would be Shuttersight, who is a blaster the same way that Unison is a blaster. But since Shuttersight is only one person and Unison can be six, Shuttersight has a burst ability that hits in kind of a cone. So she could... On, you should could fight on par with six people because you could hit all six at once. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, trust me, I have ideas. I already. know. <laughs> it's going to be trouble. Alright, who's your next character there, Tyler? 
the next character will be uh, on the champion tier will be Slapshot. <laughs> All right, let's roll for tech. I've got nothing but. <clears throat> All right, Matt, get bodies. Slapshot. All right, Slapshot, also known as Dwayne Freeman, 56 year old ex NHL player who, at the age of 16, while performing a sick trick for his younger brother, broke his hockey stick. Didn't have much money, had to go to a basically a yard sale that he stumbled upon and found a hockey stick in a pile of rakes. Confused as to why it was there, he purchased it, only to have it speak to him. He is now the wielder of an enchanted hockey stick, claiming not to be a hockey stick. He has been in the. He played 30 years in the NHL, retired, and is now heroing on the side as Slapshot. That is the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, what are his qualities? His qualities are I don't know. I don't know what my friend does. Always a sportsman. Gotta stick up for the little guys. I was totally gonna go look at the stats, but you don't have them topped in yet. Nope. I've got I've got I've gotta put in all the stats for all these yeah. characters. What I will probably do is once all the stats are in here, I will allow I'll I'll set up the permissions so whoever's assigned to them can can access it to to look at them. Now, uh, so Unison was your premiere, so I'm assuming Slapshot is one of your champion tier? Yes. Okay. Who is your other champion tier? My other champion tier? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, every time I see him, I laugh. My other champion tier is Muckboot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh. <clears throat> I think you talked to me about this one one time. Yeah. Muckboot is a fun... Is a fun all right, let's see, who, let's see who gets him. Please be a one. Thank God. <laughs> you don't want much... Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know why I'm upset. I'm not the one, <laughs> I'm not the one that's got to make somebody for muck boot. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, six is high. All right, who and what is muck boot? Muck boot is a... Let's take you back some years and muckboot was on the hunt out in the wilds of north america as he was hunting with his rifle old bess he was infiltrated and attacked by an unknown creature as the hunt as a continuous fight between the two hunters arose he almost killed a child as he knocked the the, (laughs) an alien child let's explain this a little better i'm sorry alien child and now, as I say this, I will go to Muckboot's own statement. <clears throat> well, we had fired about 16 shots at each other this time. I'd knocked a boy down. 
I was about to take my shot, and then out of the out of the wild, something came up, and it was it had to be invisible, cause there's no way someone's sneaking up on me that fast. He's talking, talking. I don't know what he's saying, and then suddenly he throws something down, and then I can understand him. He goes, "Oh, great hunter," and I knew he knew me then, cause you know I'm a great hunter. He said, "Please spare my son," you know, and explained his son had an accident, thought he was supposed to kill me. It's a uh, big hunting club they have said you know you gotta have you gotta out hunt a hunter well the son thought that meant he had to kill me just meant he had to take what i was hunting before i took it so i joined their hunting club for free it was great but after hunting with them for years i had to come back home but it turns out they uh they got some preservation technology that I ain't never seen before. Uh, turns out humans are one of the only creatures out there in the great space that think with meat. So, uh, their preservation kept my meat good. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a while since I've been back home. <laughs> Muckboot is a hunter of unknown age. <laughs> I regret rolling a one now. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically what if the events of the Predator happen to one hick in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> so what does he do as far as like you know? He is he's a great hunter with basically one really neat alien gun because <laughs> he's just been. He's just been, like, the best hunter in this intergalactic hunting club. Because he knows all the ancient secrets of hunting. Because everyone else is using, like, UV and all this advanced hunting technology. He goes, yeah, it went that way. Just because he knows all the old tricks. So he's kind of a skilled guy with a super tech rifle. Yeah, he's the skilled guy with some super alien tech. And all he really understands is super alien tech. He knows how, you know, faster than light travel works. He doesn't know how a microwave works. Because <laughs> it's not something he dealt with. Because it's not something aliens use. <laughs> <clears throat> the qualities are, I'm so old, Hunter Supreme, and I don't know things. <laughs> Poor Mike. All right. Mike's going to love this. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So who have you got for your backup tier? All right. My backup tier, The Rocker. Who's gonna oh, wait. I've doubled rocker. up. So ignore my roll because I've doubled up. So I can't do this again. Oh, you double dipped? Yeah, I got slapped. Mike, Mike got slapped shot in, Muckbot. Muck boot. Uh, muck boot. <laughs> Clear. Alright, so we so got... Is it, it's the, a 5, 4, and a 5? Yeah, so Curtis and Brian need to roll off. Okay. Beat that. Ah. Alright, Tarky. Tell Curtis what he's won. <laughs> you won. Right, Curtis. 
you have won the rocker also known as danny harder <laughs> danny harder is a lover of rock music specifically punk rock awesome but he, but he prayed to any entity that would listen that he wanted rock to live forever three gods showed up and one of them being hades yeah. and they struck a deal with him and in his own words well i got the challenge of some guy named sissy fist I don't know who that sissy fist is, but apparently he had some kind of rock challenge too. Danny Harder's challenge is he has to make a record that sells 100 million copies. But every time he starts recording the record, something happens to the recording studio, something deletes all the data off the CDs, some horrible thing happens that starts him all over again. So he's gone into the hero business with his enchanted axe to get so popular as a hero he can just have someone record a live show and it sell a hundred million copies. Awesome. That'll be a good one for me. I love my favorite music is like nineties punk and Yeah, he's he's a gangly kid that basically worships that era of music. So what are his qualities? Sweet. Alright, quality one is that's not punk rock. Basically, anything that ever happens that he doesn't agree with, he just goes, that's not very punk rock, and just will dive in. Uh, I already forgot the qualities I'd written down. I'm so sorry. You got uh, that's not punk rock. Have you got them written down Wait, somewhere? What? But you've got them written down yeah. somewhere. Okay. Don't worry. That's not punk rock. You don't like me, I don't like you. and pick up the pace. He, Danny Harder always wants to go harder. So his, uh, his enemy is really Kenny G. <laughs> That's his nemesis. Alright. So this guy... That was your first... That was your first backup. Who's your second backup? J three hundred three. Everybody roll. We have a three. We have a two. Oh, Curtis, roll first. Okay. Yeah. Well, I no, I already. Uh... I already doubled up on Mike, so oh, okay. I don't think I, I can't double up on this one. Had you? Who'd you get? For, let's see. I had uh, Everlast and Whip It. Alright, due to our bad math. <laughs> How does that work out math-wise? Uh, everyone gets double dipped twice. Okay, okay. so... so because you, cause you can't have any of your own characters, so there's only four people to select from per player. But there's six characters per player. Three, two, one. Brian. I'm, I'm a big loser anyway. All right, who do I get? 
All right, Tyler, who do you, tell him who he gets. You get J303. Okay. The smartest AI ever created by man. He's an AI that was made in a secret laboratory. And by secret, I mean a workshop that was supposed to build a robot to build toilet seats. <laughs> J303 found out what job he was supposed to have, found out he may be the first sentient AI in the world, and left. Okay. <laughs> so he wait. has a secret admiration for launch, because he knows ain't nobody that smart except a robot. <laughs> so he's trying to find a hero in this setting that already exists. His, His qualities said, are... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go, 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 ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. The qualities are, I'm not human, I'm smart, I have plans, and secretly a loser. <laughs> he sounds like he's got Bender's origin for Futurama. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well... Found out he made suicide boosts and just couldn't <laughs> hack it. <laughs> The other thing, the other little thing about him is, he knows he's based off the brain scans of the people that made him. So he kind of hates himself for being made from the people he doesn't like. <laughs> y'all were supposed to build a robot to build a toilet seat, and y'all built a sentient being, and then tried to make it build toilet seats. Y'all are jerks. It's good, honest work. All right, so that's you got what one more backup tier, I think. Yes. So the last backup tier is patience. All right, so Zach's got a one, Curtis has got a five, and I might be getting patient. Oof! Brian throws down that hard six. I gotta have it. Tell him about patience. Patience Purdue is, for lack of a better term, the child of a cult. Kind of used in rituals and sacrifices and plenty of horrible things, Patience Purdue cannot see in the way that humans normally see. She can only see the souls of beings. She cannot see anything else. So, you know, she knows whether a person is good or evil. She knows where they are. She can't fist fight a person. Got it. She can kind of just see the vague outline and color of them, but she doesn't know if they're throwing a punch. She doesn't know if, you know. But she's named after what she needs, which is patience. Because despite being blind, she's trying to do literally everything. Because she wants to make sure no one else has to. Her qualities then are in God we trust, faith for the faithless, and don't leave me alone. Got it. What kind of, just out of curiosity, what kind of powers does she have? She'll more or less have x-ray vision, but only be able to detect people. And then a lot of prayer abilities, like boosting people and healing people. Okay, so she's kind of a buff. 
Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of the sport that sits in the ship <laughs> and does battle meditation. Where are you? I'm about thirty minutes away from the fight. How are you gonna help? <laughs> Have some health. <laughs> all right. So that is all the Tarkies. Puppy. <laughs> oh, somebody's puppy. Yes, that was Wolfus Anubis. go to Zach's characters now. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm on the spot. Alright, we will start with your your uh, premiere tier, which should be Recluse, I would think. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm saddened in my heart that I rolled a three. Wolfus, come on, buddy. Oh, we just lost somebody. Oh, there he is. Well, I guess as long as we still got him in the chat would be all that matters. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, I uh, hit refresh on the browser accidentally. All right, so Brian got a four. I got a five mm. for Mike. Curtis got a five. Taki got a three. So it's a roll-off between me and Curtis. Hmm. I had a villain planned for Recluse. I'm sad that I'm going <laughs> to use her. Like you'll miss uh, another Mr. Curtis need a knife fight. Wait, what'd you say? Uh, I guess Jason and Curtis need to just have a knife fight. Ooh, he just shoved <laughs> me. Have a knife fight. <laughs> well, he just shoved the mess out of me then. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Zach, tell him about Recluse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, where to start with Recluse? Recluse is a poor, unfortunate soul, a mutant touched by vast, unknowable insect gods called the Crawling Gods. This has left him with a unpleasant appearance, looking like a gigantic bipedal bug man. And has forced him to be in... In the end, early on, he was an outcast from the rest of, rest of decent society because of his freakish appearance. But after the events of uh, the first season, he's become uh, essentially the face of the mutant community of Manford and maybe the world at large. And the face uh, of the end, that was me. Yeah, true. You were the one doing the talk show, sir. Yep. But uh, his power loadout is essentially Spider-Man. Uh, wall crawling, swinging from webs, web binding, a danger sense. And he can also enter the dimension of the dimension of the crawling gods, but only through dark corners and shadows. Uh, his, his qualities are that weird guy from the news, blessed by the crawling gods. Justice for the forgotten. What was that last one you, you fizzed at on me? Justice for the forgotten. I only ask, please, no Venom knockoff for him. 
<laughs> Never a big fan. Not the Venom knockoff. All right. Who's your champion? Pick one of your champion tier guys. Uh, let's go with Wolf Witch. All right. <laughs> I rolled a four for Wolf Witch. And this time I should not be rolling for reels, right? So the double dip twice now. Right. I think that's how it works out. Oh, wait. I have not double dipped twice. I lied. I was trying to think of who you double... What else you double dipped on? I'm a liar. And a cheater on dice. Oh, we're going to watch you play. And a cheater on dice. Alright, looks like Brian got that one. I did. Alright. <clears throat> Behind the counter of Trishik's occult book and supply store is the unassuming form of Wendy Trishik. Five, six, decked out in tie-dye hippie chic with the eyes that give away her poor sleeping habits. One would be forgiven for mistaking Wendy Trishik for no one remarkable, no one special, no one dangerous. This is a mistake. Wendy Trishik is well into her second century of life, sustained by her mastery of the mystic arts. Wendy is an heir to, heir to the ancient magical traditions dating that made the Black Forest of Germany their home in the 12th century. Born to ancestral enemies in the early 1800s, Wendy has been many things over the course of her long life. An outcast, a folk hero, doom of demons and wicked warlocks alike. Though if one were to ask, Wendy would answer truthfully. Her many deeds were often a matter of circumstance, stamping down a rival in pursuit of the same goal, goal as her, who simply had crueler methods than her own, typically. Still, in the measure of things, Wendy has, or hopes that she has, done more good than ill. As the world seems to be perched on a knife's edge recently, she's taken an active interest in the defense of the good and the innocent. Using her great skill as a shapeshifter and mage, Wendy has taken the name Witchwolf as her moniker, striking fear into the hearts of evil. Hey, just give me another uh, her powers are, you know, your basic uh, spellcasting with a particular focus on animal transformations, uh, damage-reducing re damage enchanted damage-reducing wolfskin cloak, and her qualities are vendor of wares profane and mundane, been around a long time, master of secret magics. Okay. And who do we have up next? A boogeyman. Please tell me it's Disco Dance. <laughs> if he's a dancer, El Flamenco would make another appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what do we got here? Brian got a three. Tarky got a four. Curtis got a five. And I got a three. <clears throat> so this one goes to Curtis. This time I'm double dipping for real. What's the name of the character again? Boogeyman. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Jack never intended for Boogeyman to be a thing. He's just a peaceful guy trying to get by in his little five-block five section of the world. Wake up, say hi to those neighbors, go to work at Lowe's, hit the bar, go home, rinse and repeat. But life gets funny. 
His little five-block section started getting rough. Rising unemployment led to poverty, which led to crime, which led to a diseased class seeing fertile soil to plant itself in. He tried his best to ignore it, but more and more he saw good people do stupid things if it meant rent getting paid and evil people, run, people running roughshod over the defenseless. Then came the night his neighbor Mr. Co got was getting mugged, right below his apartment window two floors down. The cops would take forever, forever getting to the poverty-stricken area like, like here. Mr. Co was old, too old to put up a proper fight against three bruisers. So Jack did something stupid, like he had a lot before. He grabbed a Louisville slugger, tossed on a balaclava and a sturdy trench coat before quickly bolting down the fire escape. He dealt a savage, be savage beating to the thugs, surprise on his side as he declared, I'm the boogeyman, assholes, routing them in second. This marked the start of his career as the local vigilante, trying to keep a step ahead of the criminals and costume nut bars looking to claim a hero hide, hide up their cred. Over time, he steadily improved his costume with various military surplus gear, and bits looted from some of the more well-equipped criminals he'd taken down. Still, his main arsenal remains a trusty baseball bat and various homemade surprises. Things did start to quiet down some, though. A little bit of hope has been brought back to his little section of the world. People not so afraid to go out at night, with a weirdo with a thoroughly patchwork trench coat and a motorcycle helmet having their backs if things get hairy. What are his qualities? A tough SOB, paid attention in high school chemistry like a nerd, regular dude in an in irregular world. <clears throat> he sounds street good in street level. Yep. Alright, let's see. I was Wolf Witch, Boogeyman. So we've got, what, three more of yours? Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so Boogeyman was one of your champion tier? Yes, sir. Okay. I've so wanted to take Boogeyman to the book, to the looking glass since he's a street-level guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's your next one? Whirlwind Jack. All right, now, Curtis, you've double-dipped on... on uh, yeah, so this time I really don't roll. Or do I? That's right, you've double-dipped twice. Okay. Nice fight, Jason. You shit the heck out of me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike gets Whirlwind Jack. I'll be right back there. When Jack Fancy's powers manifested in his youth, he thought he had finally caught a lucky break. Born into inescapable poverty, Jack had previously had two options ahead of him. A life of over overworked menial drudgery to barely scrape by or to die in the gutter. But when his punches started kicking up dust devils and gusts of wind strong enough to flip a car, a third option appeared. Toss on a costume and make bank as the super criminal whirlwind Jack. For the first few months of his career, Jack Fancy was riding high. Knocking over gas stations and banks in a part of the country mostly unaccustomed to superpowered antics was easy as pie. Until it wasn't. Zigging, zigging instead of zagging during his final robbery netted Jack a bullet in his hip and 15 years behind bars. Released after only 12 years for good behavior with a new outlook on life, Jack had a brand new purpose. A decade of self-reflection and many hours in the prison library, Jack exited prison as a changed man. Is that he dedicated his life to helping kids in the same situation he grew up in, trying to steer them away from a life of crime, volunteering at community centers and setting up nonprofits to get them get them the resources they needed to not simply survive, but thrive in a way he never had the opportunity to. And sometimes, just sometimes, 
people means putting on a cheap tracksuit and giving bullies and criminals a one-two knockout. His qualities are, knows how a bad guy thinks, sucker for a sob story, good with kids. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, I think Brian stepped away for a second. Oh, <clears throat> oh I guess I should be jotting down whose characters these are. So you've got what? Two left? Yes, sir. I'm going to get one eventually. You're not gotten one yet? Not from Zach. Oh, oh. I really did want him to get recluse. Well, well, it happens. <laughs> yeah. So anybody, hey, out of the characters y'all got, has anybody just had a villain pop in fully formed when they'd hear something on the hero? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I got some good. Do I now? I got some good ideas. <clears throat> I'll have to admit, I'm curious to see what Zach comes up with for Unison. Since he's apparently been thinking about it. It's basically Finster from the first season of Power Rangers. <laughs> I would have to go back and see who that is. Alright, so give us your next one, Zach. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the vape the cloud. <laughs> Giant. Giant? Oh, Frost Giant, okay. Yeah. Three-way knife fight. Three-way knife fight. <laughs> Reroll. Two-way knife fight. Two-way <laughs> knife fight. One-way knife fight. <laughs> All right, tell Brian about Frost Giant. <sighs> the great, 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 great grandson of the Frost Giantess Scala and a very brave man. Marnut Kristoff is a hard-drinking, hard-fighting, herb-gardening force of nature. 
Easily mistaken for a mutant at seven and a half, seven foot one, with bright blue skin and hair and preternatural pre shrink. Marnut works as a nightclub bouncer and security guard after his career as a pro wrestler went bust. You body slam a guy hard enough to collapse the ring one time and suddenly you're a liability, apparently. Marnut takes great pride in his Jolton heritage, leading to complex feelings regarding Chris Hemsworth. He's also not one to suffer, suffer the weak and cowardly. One would initially think that this, this is the makings of a supervillain, and under a different set of circumstances, Marnut could have become a terrible force of evil. But in Marnut's view, the single most cowardly thing a person could do is to turn their power, whatever form that takes, against the powerless. If a person doesn't have the spine to take a shot at someone in their own weight class, it's clear to Marnut that that person is lower than the most vital worm. After the whole mind control and attempted conquest of the United States by a weird dude with, weird dude with a weirdly Marnuk decided to turn his unique talents, the ability to turn into a 25-foot-tall giant, to pro-social ends. And by pro-social, he means making sure that anyone who wants to take over the world can at least beat him in a straight fight. When not kicking ass and taking names, Marnut enjoys tending to his wind windowsill herb garden, reading classical literature, and volunteers at the, at the Humane Society. His qualities are ancient blood in my veins, all eyes on me, one hell of a right hook. Got it. I totally see Chris Hemsworth showing up as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who we got? Who yet lives, Zach? I think we're down to your last one. Yep. Starbound. All right. Um, question. Mm -hmm. Yes. Zach should have been double dipped by two people already, right? As it were. Well, let's see. I've got from Mike. I got Whirlwind Jack from him. That's the only. That's the only Zach one I picked up. Now, unless I'm confused, Recluse and Boogeyman are the two I got, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so, so you have double-dipped on Zach, then. Yeah, I have double-dipped. Okay. So has anybody... This, this is the last character. Have, technically, we should have one person that doesn't have a character assigned. Or have, yeah. or... I got Wolf, with, Wolf Witch, Frost Giant. Uh... Okay, okay. You you have Wolf Witch and Frost Giant. Okay, so you have double dipped on Zach. So okay, so two people have double dipped, which means th this last character can only go to me. <laughs> I have not double dipped, so or Mike has not double dipped, so Mike could roll for it. Oh, right. you mean Captain Mike getting this guy? Presumably, <laughs> everyone should get one character to make a villain for, and then there were two double dips. How the system is working. Okay. This is the last character, and I don't have any from Zach. I so think he's rules. asking, can he just have him? No, no. By the rules we stated, <laughs> I am forced to take this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, the way I understood it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna the rolling so didn't work out that way, but that's not, yeah. Carry on. All right. 
Yeah, what was this character's name? Starbound. Like the the Steam game? Uh I guess. Yeah. I, I was just making yeah. a joke. I I don't really play a lot of Steam it's games cool. at the moment. It's cool. I'm it's sad. Cool. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you sad. Tell me all about your little Starbounder. <laughs> Mankind is not alone in this universe. This is a simple fact of life that the people of Earth came to accept decades ago with on and off contact with strangers from the stars of ill intent or not. One of these extraterrestrials, Quasha, has spent much of their lives traveling the stars, exploring world after world, looking for something to give their life meaning. The short, gray-scaled alien didn't find it on Earth, and frankly would rather be somewhere else. But with their ship permanently grounded thanks to a malfunctioning power core that won't be repairable on Earth for another century at best, Still, Earth isn't the worst place to be stuck forever. Its landscapes are diverse, the local sentients are amusing, and the food easily places a low six on the galactic culinary scale. Also, dogs are a thing on, the, on this planet, so that's a win. Quasha gets by working as a custodian at one of the local high schools. The human larval forms don't give them too much guff, and it's not the work and it's not the worst work, even if people are always asking them why they don't work as an engineer, as if owning a spaceship made you an expert on how to slap one together. Then there's Quash's other job, well, hobby. On the rough hours, Quash suits up in the near indestructible space in their near indestructible spacesuit to battle crime and intervene in disasters, using the powerful psychic and telepathic abilities common among their species. Because really, you got to do something to kill time, and helping these people, well, worst ways to spend the rest of your life. Qualities are: psychic titan, physical shrimp. Been around the cosmos a time or two. Owns a broken-down, gently-used spaceship. Alright, what was the second one? Been around the, co been around the cosmos a time or two. Alright. Alright, so that is... That should be all of his acts, then. Yes, sir. So we should be on to Brian's now. Okay. <clears throat> so let's start with Titan Red. Titan Red. Zach, look like you got Titan Red. Yay. Okay, Titan Red is a... Uh, uh, when Titan Red fell to Earth, the government thought it was a meteor. They later apologized for shelling him. Thanks. As he, as he climbed out of his impact crater, and he apologized for smashing their tanks. Uh, he and the general laugh about it together now, and Titan Red plays Santa at the base Christmas party every year since. Uh, he is, uh, qualities are former interstellar gladiator, tough as they come and not as dumb as I look. Um, he is a, a giant sort of alien. His powers are leaping and damage resistance, and he's very good at bringing And he has a freaking shrink, remember? He's a friend of what? He has a freakish strength, if I remember. Yes, he's a powerhouse. Yep, for sure. All right, what are his qualities? 
his qualities are uh, former interstellar gladiator, oh. tough as they come, and not as dumb as I look. That's right. You read those off. I don't know what I was thinking. That's dumb. All right, so that was, that one went to Zachary. All right, that's my premiere tier. <clears throat> I champion tier. All right, starting the champion tier. Begin with Pendulum. Pen <clears throat> Pendulum. Oh. Yes. Looks like Zachary got that one too. Okay. Uh, Pendulum is a robot from the distant future uh, who came back to the past to save that future. However, his memory was wiped by the temporal jump, uh, so now he fights crime with planning powers, having his systems reboot his memory someday soon so that he can remember why he was sent past. Uh, being very clearly a non-human robot, Pendulum exists on the fringes of society, um, However, he uh, does work for a, a private organization um, uh, where, where he can, uh, you know, have a little peace and quiet on his off hours. His uh, qualities are obviously non-human, erased memory, and powered by temporal energy. It's Pendulum. All right, could you repeat his qualities one more time? Sure. Qualities are obviously non-human, erased memory, empowered by temporal energy. Thank you. I'm enjoying how in this storyline, aliens were a fairly new thing in season one. And now season two, it's like, we have a government agency to handle mutants and some alien stuff. And suddenly all the aliens come and go... What's going on? <laughs> What's up, yo? Oh, we're legal now? We're here. <laughs> All right. All right, the next champion tier Ooh. is... sure I got that right. Yeah, next champion tier is the Monkey... The Monkey the King? Mon the Monkey King. I'm always one to take Sun Wukong. A.K.A. Hanuman. Okay. Uh, I think I got him. Alright, great. So the Mikey King claims to have awakened 10,000 years of mystical spur. And now the warrior god has returned to bring his ancient style of justice to this new world. There's a lot of catching up to do. His uh, qualities are warrior's code of honor. Makes amen make amends to the mortal world. Essentially being a really crappy god. Ancient world and diminished divinity. Uh, his powers are essentially uh, magic and immortality. All right, that's the monkey game. Okay, next uh, we're down to backup tier. All right, uh, first among the backup tier is Jade Dragon. Jade Dragon. A.K.A. Tavius Wood. 
I'm not gonna lie. He's uh, he's essentially Iron Fist analog. Is um, uh, wait, hold on. Um, Zach, did you roll? Um, I doubled up already. Yeah, he's on, already uh, Brian up. already. Oh, okay, my bad. So I guess Tarky's got this one. In. Okay, so the J Dragon is an artist and newest inheritor of an ancient mystical legacy of the J Dragon. He uh, pretty much uses his martial skill to combat the uh, combat the uh, organized crime in his local neighborhood. His qualities are secrets of the martial arts, arduous training and testing, and awakening. Uh, unsurprisingly, given uh, what a you know, cheap ripoff he is, his uh, powers are strike and healing, usable on himself and others, so he can take to heal himself, or he can use his chi to heal others. Actual arts master. Alright, can you go through his qualities one more time? Sure. Secrets of the martial arts, arduous training and testing, and awakened chi. Alright. Alrighty. Uh, the next in the back of tier is Deadeye. Deadeye. Dan? What? Sorry, I'll... I hit the wrong button, obviously. Oh. Well, the, the first one, the first dice that came up was a five, so we'll just say you've got a five. Okay. Okay, Deadeye. He is a former man, uh, former member of the Faces Gang. He flies his trade dressed in a uh, black business suit, a uh, it's essentially a kabuki mask. Um, he is a living weapon, um, producing all manner of... Uh, uh, weapons uh, to fight crime. Um, he is... Uh, his other power is essentially a danger sense. His qualities are intensive training, living weapon, shady past. He's a former member of this uh, Faces Gang, which is a notorious criminal. Okay. And his power is essentially he turns anything. Okay. Next. So kind of bullseye like. No, it's dead eye. Dead. Eye. <laughs> I'm just saying he sounds a little uh, bit like bullseye. Dead eye. Okay. Um, and finally, uh, in the back of tier is signal. Uh, Signal is a telepathic wanderer from another dimension who punched through the metadimensional layer membrane into this one and uh, possessed a country western singer. Um, he was uh, a hero at home and now he is a vagrant. Yeah, He's essentially a cowboy telepath. Um, <clears throat> his uh, powers are telepathy, mental resistance, 
I'm sorry, telepathy with uh, the mind blessed and mind mind probe uh, extras. His qualities are: I know what you're thinking, matchless mind, and brains drawn. That is signal. All right. So who's left that's rolling for this one? Because I haven't gotten one from Brian yet. I think that's all I've got. One, two, three, four. Yep. Let's see. My double dip was Monkey King and J-Dragon. And I got Titan Red and Pendulum. Right, so that's yeah, two double. Yours. That's two double dips, and then Curtis got a. Uh... I got Dead Eye. Okay, so this guy will go to Mike. So signal. So that leaves us with Curtis's characters? <laughs> Alright, Curtis. Who is your primary? Oh, yeah. I, your my premier. champion one, your my premier, premier is, is, I guess, it's going to have to be Lion Shark just because he's my favorite. <laughs> um, Bruce Brody was born with destructive earth powers, super strength, and shark nigh invulnerability. Unfortunately, the self-identified shark, whatever that means, is not quite right in the head. Childhood trauma forever left goofy, fun-loving Bruce a mess. Lineshark has a good heart, but he's reckless, terrified of open water, and loaded with quirks. His, earthquirk, his earthquakes can be triggered by panic attacks and other strong emotions. This has gotten him into so much trouble that a court order passes him around to be supervised by various super teams for training and babysitting duties. Let's hope they will teach him self-control and responsibility. Maybe they can at least keep him out of trouble. Bruce doesn't mind. He's content to let his teammates do most of the thinking. He's exactly where he wants to be, having the time of his life fighting evil and being a hero. And, you know, obviously he's got uh, earth control, damage resistance, and strength. His quirks are dim-witted lug, can't swim, afraid of open water, and I'm a shark. Uh, frequently uses shark quote or shark in sci-fi movie quotes. All right, I think. Let's see, Zach, I believe you won Street Shark. Yes, sir. My cursor in the right spot because I'm using two screens here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my first champion tier, I will just tell you right off. Um, well, I didn't write much of a sort, so I'm right for that. Um, this guy, Tassa, is a cross basically between Nightwing and Longshot. Uh, formerly Spike the, the Kid Crusader, a sidekick of the Black Avenger, um, unhappily divorced from former teammate Cygnus. He has... Uh, uh, a gadgeteer uh, using non-lethal gadgets, you know, binding gun, swinging stuff, and knockout grenades. 
He's got uh, probability control, pretty high probability control, and some uh, martial arts specialties. Also, uh, multi one level in multiverse theory. And for quirks, uh, I did put down determined to be the ideal hero, but I haven't fleshed out other actual okay. uh, workable icons quirks for him yet. All right, let's roll and see who gets him. Looks like Matt gets him. So that was toss-up. I guess I hadn't transferred my description to this one. So it may not be too articulate. Um, my other champion one is the Comet, Andrew Billy. Basically, he is the son of uh, the original uh, grands great-grandson, because now it's been 20 years since I've created this character. Um, great-grandson of the original Comet from the 1930s, uh, who mysteriously disappeared after... Uh, during the McCarthy witch hunts and stuff like that. His powers are um, flight, and he's invulnerable while he flies. He's got a fast attack. He uh, flies faster than he norm than he can control, so he tends, to, he tends to clip buildings, and because he's invulnerable when he flies, he might try hovering when he's inside doing a fight that will always crash land. He basically took on the mantle of the comet to kind of track down what's happening to his family. Because once he discovered his heritage, he learned that the, the original comet's family had disappeared. Uh, because he's basically like one of those legitimate comet bastards that were left behind by the original comet. And after he discovered his heritage, he learned that his estranged family started to disappear as well. So he's trying to track that down. And he's also impulsive and hot-headed. Now I have got the little summaries that you put on uh, Discord here. You want me to post those in the yeah. chat? Sure, if you want. That'd be great. Some of these, I may have already loaded some of them right. Yes, he didn't. Yeah, back on the 24th of last month. Right. I was trying to pull up my character sheets. So he got up next. The next one is Jay Ramirez. He could could go by St. Moon, could go by the Brujo, but he just calls by Jay. Um... Santo Ramirez or Ramirez Luna um, sees himself as an artist, musician, and lover. He also happens to be a brujo. Um, the last of two fading lines of Brujira magic, he's ignored his powers because he's haunted by the spirit of his great grandmother, Edita. Once, once a very powerful bruja, his bisabuela periodically possesses Jay um, to frolic among the living. He immigrated from Los Mochis. See, he's also an alien. Um, 
in, in hopes of finding a way to expunge the spirit of Vegeta and to better understand his powers if he finds the time. Um, dating Landshark hasn't helped him with either, but it has opened him to a world of adventure armed with paints, guitar, and a thermos of authentic Mexican tequila. Jay occasionally ventures out on his own to fight evil. Um, his green card's expired, but he seems to have fallen through the cracks. Wait, somebody dated Landshark? Let's roll to who gets him. <laughs> and, and, and the funny part is in the game that these characters are from the other characters are kept telling Landshark he could do better <laughs> what was his name again? Uh, this character uh, Jay Ramirez All right. and his uh, his grandmother when she possesses him is obsessed with shoes so when he's possessed he ends up usually in high heels What's his uh, powers? His powers are... Uh, basically, he is a brujo, which means magic. Uh, he has danger sense, magic level of 8, but it's uh, unstable. Um, he has a low, low level speak with the dead and smoke form to protect himself as quirks are. Uh, he's 100% savage if uh, somehow defending Landshark, who obviously would not need it, uh, he's also not a hero, he didn't sign up for this magic shit, and he is extremely charming with an irresistible smile. Excellent, thank you. Alright, who you got for us next? Next one is Dojo Loach, who never actually had a, a real name. Uh, Part-time thug, part-time hero. Uh, doesn't matter the the gang that he ran with, but uh, it was originally called the Red Dragons. Um, he was tutored by the evil Dr. Fishmine. Dojo Lutch, organized crime. Hero nature makes little sense to most, but it's about order for the Lutch. She uses... Um, life on both sides to maintain order and the safety in the dangerous streets where he grew up. Uh, no one can resist the dance of the Dojo Loach. And that might not make sense to you, but if you're a fish person, if you've ever seen a Dojo Loach in a tank, they're like a white eel-type fish, and they just wiggle up and down along the up and down the walls of the tank. It's kind of uh, his quirks are um, misogynistic, arrogant, and the world must have order. Uh, he is potentially part Atlantean, but he just really doesn't know or care. He's got martial arts, uh, water combat, uh, with aquatic skills. Uh, he's not really stretchable, but he has elasticity to, you know, imitate the loach and the loach fighting style. So it's not that he stretches, but he bends in ways that it isn't right. normal. Okay. Right. Yeah. Alright, All three right, so rolled three four, way knife. So. Yeah, three-way knife fight. Target, looks like you got him. Yep. Dojo Loach. Yeah. 
And I think that leaves one of yours left. Yes, it does. There's a four and a four. And a four and a two. So everybody but me re-rolls. Alright, Target, you got this one too? Oh, wait a minute. Do I have one from... Yeah, yeah, I got Tulsa Booker. I'm still working on uh, getting him and Dan straightened out with his points and stuff. Okay. It, the, well, the concept was kind of goofy and transferring it to icons is weird, Take but it's work. working. Yeah, but he's going to be cool. Um, his, his name is Imadan, uh, is Vesper Ignis an angel, a demon? Our fifth dimensional fugitive that's putting us all on. Um, <clears throat> probably a fifth dimensional fugitive. Um, obviously, not an actual Judeo Christian figure. He tells a lot of conflicting stories about his history and home. The immortal fire, fire angel claims to be one of the youngest of his kind, possesses extra dimensional perception, flight, limited shape change, and can call his fiery mace. New to the third dimension, he is fascinated. By what his senses experience in this world, he was also a big fan of fire, uh, basically pyromaniac. And for the concept, I, did any of y'all ever watch the old Carl Sagan Cosmos show? Uh huh. Basically, he is a fourth or fifth dimensional figure, and the concept of how his powers work are: Do you remember the episode where he had the apple visiting the two-dimensional village? He basically would cut the apple and stamp it onto the paper and say, well, this is how the people see him. But when he moves, cuts it again and says, this is what they see. So basically, his appearance, he's got limited shape change. He's always going to look this, basically the same, but he might change, could technically change gender or um, ethnicity or age, whatever, but it's, basically, it's still going to be him. Um, the wings might disappear. The wings might look like angel wings. They might look like devil wings. And like I said, his, his, he's got perception based on he's not... He sees things differently because he's the apple on a flat table. Okay. I'm with you. And, it, and, and basically he's a fugitive from his home dimension and he would look like a cat. Uh, sleeping under the covers on a made bed when they come looking for him. And that's also his excuse for why his stories change because he communicates differently depending on what level he's at. Alright. Oh yeah, Tarky, yeah, we already rolled for that one anyway. Yep, yep. Alright, so is that everybody's characters? Because we did Mike's first, then Taylor's, then Zach's, then Mike. Alright, so that should be all the characters assigned. Everybody should have six characters. Double check, make sure. 
I've got five somehow. Yeah, I got five too. I've got six. I've got eight. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe someone double dipped more than twice then. Start naming them off. Sure. Uh, Independence Ray, Serpent Boy. Jay All right. Pause. Was that a double dip? That was, those were both those. from Mike, I believe. Yeah, those are. That was my double dip. Okay. There's one double dip. Yep. And then I had J three hundred three and Patience Purdue. That's two double dips. Yep. Then I had Wolf Witch and Frost Giant. That's three double dips. And J Ramirez. Alright, so you, you doubled it one more time than uh, All right. was necessary to make it fair. So, it. I'm sitting at five, and Zach, you're sitting at five? Yes, sir. But everybody yeah. else has got six or more. Right, so somebody should probably take Wolf Witch and Frost Giant. Well, you, could keep, you would keep one of those. It's sure. just the double dipping. So I guess Frost Giant was the one you shouldn't have rolled for. So me and Zach are rolled off for... Well, no, Frost Giant is Zach's in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mike will get Frost Giant. All right, so that got, that's got Mike at six. Okay. That puts me at seven. Two. No, I'm at six. Tyler, how many do you have? Alright. I have any one, Starbound, Monkey King and J Dragon, which is a double mm-hmm. dip. Double dip. And Dojo Loach and Imodan, which is a double dip. Okay. Curtis, how many do you have? I have six. Well, six is what he should be sitting at. Right. Did we get it? Did we miss a character somewhere? I feel like we may have missed a character. Alright, let's see. Curtis had Landshark, Toss Up, The Comet, Dojo Loach. Jay... Madan Let's see Wolf Witch Boogeyman Wolfman Jack Frost Giant Starbound Quash or whatever that guy's name Oh no that's Starbound Uh Hmm. Everlast. Zach. Did you get toss up? Uh, no, I do not have toss up. Who got toss up? Uh, Max got toss up. Okay. Alright, here, let's see. 
All right, I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna quickly go down a list of yeah. the character names. <clears throat> Whoever's got the character, just say check, so we can just make sure somebody has got him. Recluse. I've got him. Check. Sorry. Not oh, wrong. Patience. Now, I remember it's rolling for patience. Yeah, somebody had patience. I got, I got patience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Slap, slap shot? Oh, does no one have slap shot? Somebody had slap shot. thought it was Mike that had slap shot. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe it was me Mike that went down. If Mike had slap shot. All right, then. And Zach, you're the one that's short. Yes, sir. Oh, wait, no, here's Slapshot. My bad. It is on my list. <laughs> All right, let's keep going down the list, then trying to figure it out. J303. That's me. Muck, muck Boot. How is it so hard for you to say that? I don't know. I just keep wanting to say Muck Bot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like it's that some, a real thing. Oh I remember that somebody got him, but I don't remember who it was. Unfortunately, it was not me. Curtis, did you have muck boot? Are you not? I've got boogeyman oh. and recluse. Oh, never mind, muck boot's mine or mine. <laughs> Let me pull my list over here while I'm looking at it while I'm going down this list. All right, the rocker. I've got the rocker. Starbound. I've got Starbound. Check. Frost Giant. I've got. Whirlwind Jack. I've got. Boogeyman. Oh, I've got Boogeyman. Wolf Witch. That's me. Uh, let's see. So that's. Uh, Pendulum. Uh, check. The Monkey King. Check. Signal is mine, or Mike's. Jade Dragon. Check. Titan Red. Check. Did I? Check. Land Shark. Check. <laughs> can't get over that guy. Right, let me see. Let's yep, see. Where did I? Oh, there he is. Okay. So, I said Landshark. Toss up, which is one of Mike's. The Comet. Who has the Comet? I believe we may have found ours. Uh-huh. All right, Zach. I went too fast. All right, Zach, take the comment. And that should have us all even, right? <laughs> so everyone's got six now. 
Alright. Alright, so that has got the villains, or the uh, heroes divvied out to make villains. The next step are features for the setting. Things like super spy organizations or criminal organizations, uh, alternate species, law enforcement organizations. You know, there's a whole big old list of them. With a random roll to see who gets assigned what. Uh, All right. I will uh, let there's my... another. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's another big thing about features we need to. We can either specify or just disregard it. It's up to you. Uh, the player that invents a feature within that category linked to one of the premier or champion heroes. Hmm, that's right. So, to create a feature, you connect you. If we're doing it by the book, you connect it to one of the champion or premier heroes. Okay. Doesn't necessarily have to be one of yours. Does it? Well, then that comes down to the creativity uh, and agreement of players. The hero's player can help determine how that feature is linked. If you wanted to use someone else's hero, you'd have to probably get their grants to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. I will probably let Mike roll them himself later. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Everybody rolls four times. So I'm going to start. I'm going to run y'all in the order that you appear on my screen. <clears throat> All right. So Zach, roll for your first feature, and it's you roll two d six. You don't add them together, though. It's just separate. It's All right. Five and a two. So five and two. High society. Ooh. <laughs> Let me see what what it says. High society. Even in a world where a woman can lift a city bus, money and influence have power. This feature deals with the elite of society: the billionaires, the captains of industry, the posh, and the royal. So you could make, I mean, that could be anything from you create your own billionaire philanthropist to you create a club that the that the ultra-rich hang out at to, you know, some secret organization, you know, of the rich. Just whatever, yeah, you, can can, whatever you can come that. up with that fits in that category. I can work with that. Tarky, give me a roll. <clears throat> 2d6? Correct. 4 and 5. Alright, 4, 5. Glimpse, Glimpse of the future. Of... Sure. This feature has its origins in the future. Perhaps as a supporting character who has traveled back in time, or an entire location that has been time-switched with its own future version. There may be a prophecy waiting to be fulfilled... With a linked hero as part of it. Glimpse of the future. Alright. 
Brian, 2D6. Yes, sir. Five and four. Organization, law enforcement. Oh, yeah. All right, so organization law enforcement in a world of superpowers, the criminal justice system defends society via two separate yet equally important groups: the police who investigate crimes and the special operations groups who handle superpower defenders. Bum, bum, bum. So that could be, you know, the science police or Shield or <laughs> the science police. Gotcha. All right, Curtis. Okay. A three and a two. Organization space. Uh, let's see. What is organization in your universe? Oh, excuse me. Is your universe protected by galaxy-spanning core? Of superpower defenders, or has Earth cobbled together a starlit defense against invaders from outer space? Yeah. So it could be, you know, the Green Lantern Corps or Sword out of Marvel. Or, you know, yeah, any, sure. anything that involves an organ. It could be a criminal organization in space, just, you know, as long as it's organized and in space. All right, Zach, roll for your second one. Two and six. Armed forces. National forces like the Army and Navy have had to adapt to it in a world of superpowers. And there are also multinational and paramilitary organizations that regularly interact with the world of supers as well. So that could be a special branch of, of an actual military or a militia or just about anything. Oh. I, think, I think mercenaries would probably fit in there. Those are paramilitary organizations. Oh yeah, yeah. I did yeah. paramilitary, that's right. Alright, Tarky, roll for your second one. Three and two. Three... And two. Space organization. Another space organization. Alright, so we are we are allowed to double up on them? Yes. Alright. Alright, Brian. Alright. Two six. One and six. Persecution. No, persecution is not nice. <laughs> Even in a comic universe, persecution rears its ugly head. See? Ugly head. I'm offended. Whether it's a prejudice against a particular form of origin, mutants for example, or a smear campaign against a friendly neighborhood hero waged by a zealous newspaper man who doesn't like him. So you know that could you could easily tie that to a hero, a particular hero. 
gotcha. Or a group of beings. You know, all these aliens are popping up. Maybe people don't like aliens. Who knows? I'm with you. I like it. Okay, good. All right, Curtis. Six and a three. Family ties. A superhero's life is more than just fighting crime. This feature is a location, a supporting character, an object, or other setting element that is connected to the linked hero's family. Roll for your third. Six and a three. <laughs> also family ties. Hmm. Tarky got a one and a two. Organization. <laughs> Super spy. Super spy. I think I know who's going to get that. Considering that's basically what you were talking about, about at the end of season one. <laughs> yep. Brian. All right, here we go. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> Mysteries of the Mind. Uh... Psionic, psychic, and mental power are some government laboratories where ESP experiments are conducted to secret societies of mental masters. So something psychic related. It's very yep. open-ended. One thing I will point out that was revealed towards the end of the first season. In this setting, you know, you have the birthright origin that covers can cover a variety of things. Mutants yep. are, of course, included in that. In this setting, you also have a race of psychics. Okay. They cannot be detected through, uh, uh, you know, genetic testing. They are a secret people. They are very big on keeping themselves secret. Okay. Uh, Unison is one. The multidimensional man was one. Uh, they interacted with a hero named Foresight. That Foresight leads the mutant underground. You know, he passes himself off as a mutant. Mm -hmm. It's basically what he went into when he more or less started retiring from the hero game. Gotcha. There's also a villain called Hindsight. Who is one? Uh, yes, that is true. He's a bitter old man. He's but, a uh, very bitter old man. <laughs> so if you want to tie that in there, there's that secret race. Or you could do, you know, MK Ultra or whatever. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Alright, so that was Brian. He got. Mysteries of the Mind. Curtis. Four. And one. Monsters. Ooh. Vampires, werewolves, and mummies. Giant city-destroying kaiju. The world is a far stranger place than you think. So you just introduce some kind of monster into the setting. 
some kind of monster. You know. Now I have a question. Mm -hmm. Are these we're we're rolling for these uh, campaign setting stuff? Which book is this out of? I'm just doing this out of the the basic assembled edition. Okay, and, and it's not that I don't play icons. We just always had so much material of our own stuff that we made up that we never used some of those rules. Mm -hmm. So, like, gotcha. But I thought I might have to go back and look at it later for clarification. Alright, that's one, that's three. Okay. So now the last one for everybody. Zach? Alright, for the most part, though, these features are going to be things you make. It's just they have to fit kind of in a category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four and one. Monster. Monsters. So you just made a Zach keep copying people. <laughs> um, I can re-roll if y'all want me to. I wouldn't mind. No, no. You no, have no, more than type of monsters. We, we, we can have kaijus and vampires in yeah. the city. And it can be can an make... individual monster, like a specific kaiju. Or right, a race yeah. them. Like, One you know, of your Slenderman. deep crawling gods escaped. <laughs> and she just wants a. She just wants a bagel. They don't have them there. <laughs> Unfortunately, her her egg sac fell off while she was here, so she went back home. But now, you know, her babies are running all over the place. <laughs> it's a race of telepathic spiders. Uh, oh, now I know. <laughs> they all form together to make one human size spiders, just... man. You guys are right. <laughs> now. I was thinking more like Rick and Morty. We had that one world with the the giant psychic spiders, <clears throat> but but they, but that world had really nice ice cream because the universe balances things. <laughs> All right, Tarky, give me a roll. Right, let's see what this last one is. Three and one. Cosmic entities. Ooh. It's gonna be a. Let's see. Nope, that's a cult entities. Beings of unimaginable cosmic power, rivaling the gods. Super powerful aliens, world Ooh. devourers, giant, implicable beings, surrounded by crackling Kirby radiation. All right. <laughs> Kirby radiation. It specifies <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> now that I think about it, though, he is the one that probably came up with the look for a lot of Marvels. Oh, yeah. Er, you know, the Ooh. early ones, at least. Maybe not the one that looked like Whoopi Goldberg that popped up later, but it was Power Pack. I don't know if they ever used her anywhere else. Power Pack was awesome. All right, Brian, what is your last feature? Ready. Ready. Four and four. Ancient secrets. No. Secret societies, or even entire cultures, hidden from the eyes of the modern world. Nova Roma, Ultima Thol, the Sisterhood are examples they give. So they could be things like Atlantis, or a super advanced ancient people living on the moon, you know, anything like that. Love it. How about the non-humans live on the moon? <laughs> yes, exactly like that. 
All right, Curtis, what have you got? A one and a four. Pantheon. Let's see, what is a Pantheon? One or more, or all, of the mythological pantheons worshipped by Earth's cultures are real. They might be other dimensional super beings, or a hidden society of high-tech aliens, or spirits of the dream world, but they're real. But the idea is to translate an existing real-world pantheon into something superheroic, supernatural? Yes. Looks like it. Uh, let's see. Uh... Or you could just make up a pantheon that exists in this universe, and they're real. Yeah, that would be fine, too. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to use an actual pantheon, that'd be fine. Or if you wanted to do, you know, your own take on the new gods or the Eternals, that would be that would work, too. Gotcha. Alright, so everybody's got the features. And despite... Despite Zach copying people, we have a pretty good mix of them. <laughs> I can re-roll. No, no it's fine. I'm a little disappointed. I don't think anybody got evil organization, did we? Well, that just means the DM no? has to come with those. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was so looking forward to making a, a, a villainous volcano lair that's actually a timeshare for super villains. <laughs> nice. All right, step four. Supporting cast. Finally, go around the table four more times. Each turn, a player chooses one of the features from the previous step. It does not have to be a feature the player created. And creates a supporting character associated with that feature. For example, if someone creates a super prison feature in the previous step, in this step, a player might create a pri the, the prison's warden, chief of security, or even chaplain. Choose at least one quality to describe the supporting cast character, and as many as three. Uh, let's see. Put it, um, so you wouldn't have to stat up the supporting character, just, you know, give me a, a quality or something. Would it make more sense to make a supporting character for each of the features that we create? <clears throat> Let's see, if everybody makes one for four... If y'all want to do it that way, that would be fine. If you just want to come up with a supporting cast member for your feature. Is that what you I just thought that might... Yeah, yeah, I just thought that might be easier because then... You're not waiting We're not on, having to keep track of what everybody yeah, else made. Yeah, and, 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 you're not waiting, and you're not waiting on me to finish my space organization so Zach can do a supporting character for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> You know, we were sitting down <clears throat> around a kitchen table somewhere having like a six or eight hour session like we like I used to do when I was younger. You know, then you could pass it kinda of pass it all around, but yeah. Doing it over the interwebs, that makes sense. Alright, so that means we should have six heroes per player, six villains per player, four setting features per player, and four supporting cast characters per player. Uh-huh. That should give me a good bit to work with. Love it. Alright. 
All right, next up, which is not a is not a step here, but just to organize a little bit. Like I said, uh, you're gonna have the government based teams. Everybody'll have a character on that. Uh, Recluse and Unison are, are Zach and Taylor's member of that team. Brian, who did you were you leaning towards Landshark for your government team member? Uh, for me, it's Titan Red. Oh, that's right. Landshark was going to be your I'm, primary or your uh, premier. So Landshark's mine. Oh, I, I was. I'm I, sorry. I was torn between him and Toss Up. Um, there was a Toss Up. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, just because Toss Up is more of a government. Uh, more likely to work with the government, although Landshark would be in under the government's leash. So e either one could easily be there. Let's see. Let's see. Recluse is basically Spider Man. Unison's a. Uh... <laughs> it's basically Spider Man. He rolled He's randomly, but he rolled all of Spider-Man's powers, even his strength <laughs> level, just boom, 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 boom. And then Recluse was a random roll. So as a mutant, or as a birthright, you know, he gets that one extra power. And when he rolled that at the end is when he got the dimensional travel. And that's where the whole idea of the whole Creeping Gods. He kind of has, a, if you ever read New Mutants, he kind of has magic's origin. Oh, yeah. I know. You know, first time she used her power, she got herself trapped in limbo. Which is where she learned magic, which is most of what she does. That's right. I was so, so mad whenever I rolled up those powers until <laughs> it all just came together. <laughs> well, it was one of the fun things, doing it randomly like that. As a group, everybody in the group was throwing out ideals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Todd said, Todd said something that got you thinking about like the realm of the Creeping Gods. Yeah, yeah, it was like moving between the web of realities, like a Nancy or something like that. Yeah, that was it. He, he brought up a Nancy. Did I say toss up is the government? All right. Now, the government team was born out of the PC team from last season, the Unknowns, after they basically stopped a guy using mind control satellites from taking over the U.S. Up until that point, the government had never had an official team, not since World War II at least, and had a fairly standoff approach to superhumans. They didn't go after them because you needed some around to take out the villains. But they didn't officially recognize them either, so it was easy. So if you had one particular one go rogue or become a problem, it was easy to kind of squish that one. And you know, local local governments were given a lot of lot of leeway on how they dealt with them. So, the city of Manford, where the players were, was fairly pro hero. Where the next the next closest town, uh, Rhodes Ferry, had a much a, a much more uh, cool. Yeah, they were much less super friendly. Got it. And that is still the case for most teams. The government has their you know. The federal government has their official team now. And individual states or municip municipalities may have 
a team or an official hero, you know, at their discretion, basically. So the the PCs last season were known as the Unknowns, which doesn't really work for a government team name, especially since they're the most well-known heroes of the day now. Who's the better known? <laughs> the, uh, that gets my vote. The well-known. That gets my. <laughs> so if anybody's got an idea for a government team name, feel free to throw it out there. You know, we ain't got to come up with it. You know, we don't have to have it by the end of this session, but we'll need it by the end. I'll be right back, guys. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Let's not take it as long naming it as it took to name the unknowns. No. No. <laughs> I don't know what you're about. The unknowns were named like five minutes after I showed up. <laughs> you don't count. Ow. <laughs> Only original members count. Just heard a little bit of an echo there. But I don't hear it now. So. How about like, something like the contractor? The... It's very grim. <laughs> oh, no. I, I stand by my dumb acronym name that I thought up in the past. What's that? Spear. Super mm. People's Education, Arrestment, and Recruitment. I like it. I'm down with That's it. good. I'm down with it. We'll see what Curtis thinks. Because <clears throat> Unison's on a government team, it's going to be an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> so give me that acronym again. SPEAR. S-P-E-A-R. Yes, yes. Super People's Education, Arrest, and Recruitment. Or wait, change recruitment to regulation. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. that I'm way gonna... we can reg that way we can regulate supers in sports and make tons of money. I'm gonna regulate you. Prepare to be regulated. That way, if, if anyone, if a professional baseball player gets accused of being a mutant, we get paid to run the test. <laughs> Are you refusing to be regulated? Hey there, fluffy kitty. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Please don't put those words in a pancake's mouth. I mean, <laughs> you look at you look at my fluffy little face. You know you like it. <laughs> Pet me, pet me now. <laughs> and then twelve seconds when I get mad at you and scratch you, you should have stopped petting me. I think you have a good understanding of cats. He does. <laughs> okay, Curtis. The name the guys are batting around right now for the team is an acronym. Taylor, give it to him. The acronym is SPEAR. Super People's Education, Arrest, and Regulation. I like it. <clears throat> All right, you so take my acronyms, Jason. Take my acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny with Unison, but... Uh... All right. I've got too many more. 
<laughs> Alright, so Spear is the government team. Which consists of Recluse, Unison, Titan Red, and Toss-Up. And somebody from Mark's. Mike. Mike, my bad. Yeah. I yeah. haven't met him, he's not here. He's an invisible entity to me. He's not a real person yet until you've spoken to him. He, he doesn't even look like a funky icon. <laughs> the earth is flat until I see the rotation. <laughs> You're not thick-headed enough. You have to circle up first. Alright, so... Now, do you want to organize any of the others into a team? Do you we want should have to, another team. You know, but, you know, basically kind of design a second tier team. Or do you want to just have that, see how that goes organically? You know? Well, I think we could, uh, I think we've got enough uh, characters for like a Justice League Dark. We've got the Monkey King, we've got the Wolf Witch. We've got the... Uh... Something designed kind of for Mystic Threats. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. We've got one of those. I think we've got our Street Fighters. Right? I've got uh, Jay Dragon, and then we've got the Hot Stick Guy, and we've got the. Uh, what's the Man. High Stick. Stuck Are you talking about Slapshot? Slaps, slap, slap <laughs> shot. Yeah, slap no, shot. no. <laughs> Slapshot is definitely on the Mystic Threats. Oh, okay, great. Then he, that he, that enchanted hockey stick is going to come in handy. God, it was enchanted. Oh, sorry. The uh, it's not enchanted. It's it's sentient, but they, or Slapshot's crazy. To... One or the other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he's are, an insane metahuman. I are we sure he's not insane? I mean, I mean, he he, it's, he was it's a professional. Been he was a professional hockey player till he retired. It's been 30 years and your hockey stick still has an identity crisis. <laughs> Everyone's just surprised he's had the same hockey stick for 30 years. <laughs> How is that never broken? Oh, for sure. All right, so we're do if we're doing a Mystic team, whose character is going to be on the Mystic team? Zach, who you got for a Mystic team? Uh, Wolf Witch pops out immediately. All right. Taylor? And I've... I guess Patience. She's more of the mystic kind. Brian? Monkey King, I think. Curtis? No, I was going to say Jay, but Imadan might fit with the mystic team, too. Hmm? Um, uh... I'll put in my personal opinion. I'd prefer Imudan just because Patience is a religious person, so someone pretending to be an angel oh, next yeah. to the. That's that, that was my that next question. If you guys have a preference, um, Jay obviously wouldn't really be a team player so much. He would well, he would do it, but it'd just be semi reluctant one. Um, Imudan would be probably more than happy to be a poser and hang out. So Imudan. All right. And what would be a good name for the Mystic Team? Dark Spear. 
supernatural people <laughs> education, arrest, and, re- and regulation. Though, truthfully, I'm looking at this one as probably not being affiliated with the government, particularly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just being haunted? silly, but I said dark <laughs> The haunted, maybe. Ooh. We'll put that in as a possibility. <clears throat> Anybody else got anything? And again, the witching hour. We don't have to. We don't have to decide today. You know, just be thinking about it. Haunted is catchy. All right. Anything else we need to go over? That gives us two teams. One to cover kind of your general big threats. One to cover mystical. Do we want to kind of have a uh, street level team like the defenders? Yeah. Alright. Street that level. is for our street scrappers. Alright, if you want to go for the, the more street level team, Zach, who would you put? Oh, hmm. <coughs> I'm going to go with the. Whirlwind Jack. Whirlwind Jack. Carty? Mm, the Rocker. Brian? Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh... Dead eye. And Curtis? Oh, Joe Loach, she's got street level written all over him. <laughs> you said Dojo? Yeah. Okay. Dojo Loach. I said Land Shark's not on the team. Well, he could be, he, the government could be between having him place. Maybe he just got kicked off a team and the government hasn't found a replacement yet. <laughs> he's, he's in between teams. <laughs> in between teams. And like I said, one of the sessions where we have kind of the random heroes, you know, organically, y'all could, you know, y'all could make those a team. Yep. Or at least a loose affiliation. Yeah, because I'm assuming we've got plans to play with all the characters. We've yes, yes. The season is going to, to uh, well, I'm calling it season two, where in the first one I had a, I had a twenty, basically a twenty episode. It was, there was multiple story arcs in it, but it was a twenty episode something planned out because it was the first time I'd run a game, streamed a game, first time I'd run icons on roll twenty. This go around, I'm not putting that kind of limit on it. It's going to be more. Here's a storyline. Here's another storyline. There may be dangling plot threads that run through multiples. Cool. But I don't really have an endpoint in mind, so. Uh, so next session will be our issue one. We will start off with the uh, government team. 
you know, with an adventure with them. Okay. And, you know, see where it goes from there. Uh, That's good. Just get me the, uh, you know, the villains and the features and all that as y'all do them. Not everything needs, not everything has to be done by, by next week because, you know, we've all got lives. <laughs> or not, not next week, next two weeks, next session. Yeah, that was good. But, uh, can anybody think of anything else we need to go over or... Okay. Have any questions? Want to discuss anything? I can't think of anything. No. Okay. Well, we're wrapping up a little early. Okay. Generally, we'd run till four, or for another half hour, whatever your local time is. Where is everybody from? I'm in South Carolina. I'm in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, you're right down the street. Pretty much. Yeah, I know. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go ahead. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. And then me and Tarky are over here in Alabama. In the... Huntsville is probably the closest town anybody's heard of. Wait, we're all in the south? That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of awesome. I don't know where Mike is from. Well, let's pretend he's in the south. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, cool. I'm looking forward to this. This will be fun. I am too. And it's looking at the sheer volume of characters, you know, I decided, okay, we'll play with the universe rules. Everybody, everybody agrees to, you know, I get my players recruited and I start looking at how many characters and stuff. This is, I'm like, wow, I hope I haven't bit off more than I can chew. Well, we've got a, I think everybody's doing their uh, fair share here. The... Yeah, that is one thing. Everybody seems to have their characters, if not completely yeah. stacked up well on the way, so. Yeah, it makes it easy, so uh, it's fun. And I had, you know, one player drop out, so for a second there I thought I had too many players. Well, I've never done a troop troop style like this. Mm -hmm. I think it's something uh, uh, Kinson got from, uh, I think he credits uh, Ares Magica, which is a game I've always heard of, never played. I want to say in here he he credits that with kind of that general ideal of that play style. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So, yeah. I think we got a, a wide range of characters for sure. Yeah, yeah. We did come up with some diversity there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm ready. I am too. Well, all right, then. We'll go ahead and wrap here. Uh, hey, guys. You know, two weeks. Same time, same channel. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yep. See all y'all later. Night all. See y'all later. later.